What do you see? And tonight we're going to take a look at some heroes of the faith and look at some of my uh, biblical trading cards. What I want us to look at first is there's a situation. Today, as a people, globally, we are experiencing stuff going on, right? There's weather craziness going on everywhere. Things are not going like they're supposed to go. There's hurricanes, typhoons, earthquakes where there shouldn't be earthquakes. Sinkholes. I mean, there's so many things going on that never happened before. And I'm telling you, Kentucky, when I showed up, was a lot saner weather than it has been lately. It gets stranger and stranger all the time. We've gone through pandemics. Oh, my goodness. I've grown up through bird flu, swine flu, and, you know, now you got COVID and monkeypox. I'm telling you. It's just all kinds of things going around. It's in fact, wars. Since I've been alive, there have been wars that have been fought. Maybe not with us, but with other people. And so things are going on all around us, and we tend to, a lot of the times, look at the situation. We listen to the news, we see a situation. We look at Facebook, we see a situation. And we personalize it. Why me? Why does this stuff have to go all on around? You know, why does this thing have to happen? And then there's even nationally, okay? Let's look a little bit closer to home. Oh my goodness, debt right now is peak. I mean, national government, but also as individuals. I don't know about y'all, but the price of gas increases, the price of eggs has been increasing, and you know what? When you didn't have a whole lot before, it makes it even worse now. And so it gets you further and further and further away from where you want to be. Freedom. Come on, that's a situation. That's something we go through on a daily basis. In fact, we were so, so excited to hear about the Roe versus Wade reversal. Because it was like, we finally got something going. But I don't know if you know that war's not over. <laughs> it's only beginning. There's so many more steps that have to take place. There are states right now that are seriously throwing some weird, conflicting things out there. Somebody's going to have to pay for some decisions that have been made. I'm just going to say at some point. But this is some of the stuff we're dealing with. Leadership. Oh, my goodness. This person killing this person, you know, talking bad about what they did or how stupid. And then let's go a little bit closer because this is getting a little bit more personal to me. But we look at finances. I mean, seriously, finances. We're looking at finances all the time. How many thought that 25 years after I had graduated from college, I get to go back to college? And I'm still putting my son through college. And Bethany just graduated from college. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know if you know it, but I'm not. I don't have a full-time job. I've got multiple, many jobs. <laughs> but those multiple, many jobs always don't provide the way that I think they should. That's a positive spin on that, yeah. isn't it? Health, right? All of us are looking at health. Pastor, just recently, you know, with this whole leukemia thing, um, even though it's a chronic thing, it's just like, nah, I don't want any part of that. So many others have been praying, and, you know, things broken down. Uh, Ronnie, yeah. we've seen some major things, but you see what I'm saying? All these things are going on around us, and we look to that. And then one of the other things I want to look at is security. I don't know about y'all, but I don't feel very secure in this world. I don't feel very secure anymore to leave my doors unlocked. We don't feel 
There's so much out there. And I'm telling you, me personally here lately, I have been looking at all the situations all the wrong ways. Like I said, this has been kicking me, kicking me, kicking me. I know I'm kicking myself because of what I heard, but it's the truth. Because I am constantly getting my eyes off of God and placing it on a situation. And I'm being honest. I'm telling you, I do it. And I have seen myself do it. And I have been trying to correct that since I have been chastised and corrected. We have situations. And there's going to be situations every single day, anywhere you look. If you want to find one, you can find one. And you can put yourself in it, even if it's not yours. Secondly, don't look around. Like I said, if you look around, you're bound to find something. And so let's look at a couple of people from the Bible, right? I mean, if you want to look up passages with me, we're going to go into Exodus, Joshua, Jonah, Acts, Job, Luke, 1 Samuel, Romans, Hebrews, 2 Corinthians. But I'm sure you'll just take my word for it at this point and look it up later. But let's look at the children of Israel, right? Children of Israel, after, after all God has done for them, they get put into Egypt and are made bondage slaves, right? Because of some decisions that they had made, God said, okay, I'm going to let this happen because you need some correction. You need to understand that you are taking your liberties and using them in the wrong ways. And so the children of Israel finally are compassionate, broken, and they're like, oh God, please, you know. And God delivers them from Egypt through Moses and Aaron, because Moses didn't want to do it alone, right? So he had to have his mouthpiece, so he did it to them. And he walks them out of the land, right? And exoduses them. <laughs> After showing all these miraculous things that happen. I mean, some big old things happen, right? But what did they do? Every day. We're in a desert. It's hot. It's sandy. You know, I just can't, I can't find anywhere good to lay my head. And, and of course, what they didn't have. We ain't got the right food to eat, so what did God do? He sent them some food. Then they're like, I'm getting tired of this. Then he sent some other. You see what I'm saying? And he was constantly looking at what they didn't have. And what was happening is they were failing to look to God. I'm not saying they didn't ever look to God. I'm just saying we see instances throughout this where we as children of God sometimes don't look as well. But you have to understand, they were focused on what? They were focused on the situation they were in. Yes. We're in some situations, so we can look at that. We can look at what we don't have. I get very frustrated when I don't need to go out to eat all the time like I would like to. So I don't get it. I don't get it. No. I've got so many things. Okay, so let's look at so let's look at Jonah. Come on, everybody knows Jonah got swallowed up by the big old fish, right? And why? Because he was stubborn. He didn't want to do what God wanted him to do for a reason. Because Jonah said, "Look, I don't know what you think, God, but those people in Nineveh are jerks. They have persecuted. They have down. They have been against us all the time, and they need to be judged." for what they've done, and they need revenge. Your people need revenge against the people of Nineveh. Mm -mm. I ain't going to help them, because guess what, God? You will help them. 
pay for what they've done. But Jonah's problem was, is once again, he was looking at situations, what had happened before, holding on to the past, not embracing the future. And he failed to realize that God had at once forgiven him for something that he had done. Oh, we're so quick to judge other people. But oh my goodness, if you point one finger at them, you got three pointing back at you. Another one. But Saul, and this is the Saul of Paul, not Saul like King Saul, you know. Uh, but this is uh, Saul who later became known as Paul, right? In fact, if you look at his life, it starts out with Stephen being stoned for preaching about Jesus, right? And then the coats that were thrown off the people who were throwing the rocks at Stephen got thrown at Saul's feet. So he's there. Right. He's there in that moment, in that instance. And what does he do? He embraces what's going on. He said, these Jesus people are crazy. We've had the word of God. We are the children of God. This is not how it's supposed to be. Uh-huh. And so I'm going to go out there and stop it. And he went out and persecuted. Had them thrown in prison. Had them pointed to execution. I mean, you have to understand this is the theory he was going. But why? It's because Saul was looking at religion and traditions. And he overlooked a relationship. Stop looking around. I mean, there's tons of things you can look to. Everywhere around, but you got to stop. So these are some prime examples, and I'm sure you can list a bunch more, and you can probably tell a story about me about this. But where we don't look around, we don't need to be focused on what is going on around us. But third, we need to look to God. The author and finisher of our faith, our healing, our provision, the name of God, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You know, in all these different ways that God is defined by how much he loves and cares about us. Did you think about that? Look at all the names of God. All of them have to do with ways that he is reaching out to his children. I started looking it up, and there's lots of them. Um, So let's look at some people who would show us some examples of these, right? Oh, by the way, previously, the children of Israel in the Exodus was found in the book of Exodus, get it? Um, Chapter 12 through Joshua chapter 21, where they finally come into the land. So uh, Jonah is found in the book of (laughs) Jonah. Saul, book of Acts, chapter 7, verses 54 through chapter 9, verse 2. So I want to let you know that. Job. Oh, my goodness. We always seem to talk about Job, but Job was, man, he was the guy who got put through tons of junk and came out okay on the other side. But some of the things that are very interesting is, is if you'll notice throughout Job's conversations with everybody that came in contact with him, those that would come in contact with him, enough to what? Judging. Telling what he should do. Because you ain't smart enough, obviously. You're going through turmoil. Sorry, we all go through stuff, right? Right. And so Job could, could have looked at his friends, and I say friends with quotation marks because you know who your true friends are, right? Right. When you come into hard times, you know who your friends are. When you're in situations, you know who your friends are. He could have looked at his wife, his own wife, said, Job, give it up, curse God and die. Just end it all. 
But look at Job. He lost his house. He lost all his belongings. He lost his children. He lost his health. He was literally to the point where he was taking pieces of glass to scrape the just boils and all this stuff off just to get relief. I mean, the guy was in a bad position, but what did he do? He kept on saying that I'm going to be faithful no matter what. Now, I will say he did get down on himself a few times and say, God, why'd you even let me be here? <laughs> you could have just taken me out long ago. Why'd you even let me be born if I'm going to have to suffer this? But at the same time, he always came to a point when he said, no matter what goes on, I won't turn against God. Why? Because he kept his look, kept his focus on what it was all about. And Job can be found in the book of or job, however you pronounce it. Okay, Mary. Mary in the Bible, Mary the mother of Jesus, right? Let's look at her story. In fact, you can find this story in Luke chapter 1. But Mary had an opportunity here. She was in a situation. <laughs> a situation we know that happens, right? She wasn't quite married, and she was with child. So, she could, could have looked at life, right? Uh, this ain't supposed to how it's supposed to be. <laughs> he, she could have, you know, she could have come up with so many negative points. She could have looked at social critics and say, my family is going to be persecuted because of what people will think of me. I can't do this. Are you crazy? You know, if you want this to work, change the situation. Oh, that's what we would like to think, right? Because if you change my situation, God, this will be so much better, right? We won't have to worry about this kind of stuff. But there was a moment there in her mind when she said, be it as the Lord has said unto me. Woo! And so she kept her eyes on what God could do through her in Fight of what she could have looked at. I don't know about y'all, but if Facebook would have been around, it would have been all over that thing. There would have been no stopping it. It would have been publicized. It probably would have got 50 billion hits. And just because we know exactly how this stuff plays out, because once again, we have to become, we get in situations. The Bible says it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. So things are going to happen. But what is awesome is, guess what? we got God going through it with us. So we're never alone. In fact, I love the footprints in the sand thing. Do y'all know that? That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, while we were walking, God, all of a sudden I saw one track of prints when I was at my biggest, hardest time. And God was like, I was carrying you through. Because I definitely wasn't strong enough to make it through. Another one that I thought was really cool to look at is Jonathan. You know, David's buddy. Jonathan was in an instance. If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 14, there was an instance when the Philistines were once again coming up against God's people. And they had camped over here, right? And the Israel army was here. And uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer, who was with him, Jonathan decides, uh, come with me. He's like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go over here, okay? So he takes his armor bearer with him, 
We're talking about a big army, right? I mean, the Philistines, they killed one of the giants, but guess what? There were brothers, lots of them, cousins of this giant guy. And he was the small one, okay? And so they've got all these armies, all these things going on, and Jonathan's like, I am convinced that God is for us. And he said, then I'm going to follow you. And so they go over here, and they said, we're just going to scout it out, right? We're just going to kind of check it out. And there is a steep cliff that they have to climb. And not like an easy cliff, right? This is like cliffhanger, serious style, no safety nets, no harnesses, and they're climbing, right? So they climb up to the very top, and he says, listen, if they say, you know what, what are you doing here, then we'll just leave. You know, we'll stay still, and we'll head back. But if they say, come up here, God's going to give it to them. So what they do, they climbed up there, and they said, Come up here, we'll show you something. He goes, cool, we got this. They go up there, attack, and put some to flight. In fact, it says at first they destroyed 20 people. Two people. One weapon. Because Jonathan didn't carry his own weapon. The armor period. And so this is the guy holding the weapons. And they take out 20 guys on their own. And they start something that is motivational and pushes the children of Israel beyond where they could go. He could have looked at numbers. Come on. He could have looked at their position. Preach. But no, he looked to God. I love this, and this story is so passionate to me because I got to a point when we were in youth ministry that we were district youth directors in Texas. We became heart and soul, which is this whole story right here. Heart and soul to somebody just like this. And it was just like, no matter what, we're going to go through this and we're going to get through it together. You need people like that. So we've looked at the situation, which your situations all the time. Don't look around. And then we need to look to God. And then the fourth one, this is the biggest one. And this is why my message almost took different turns as far as titles go. Because the fourth thing we need to look at is change me. I have been going through a lot of things. I mean, with Bethany not feeling great, uh, with Jackson going through some rough things, you know, some financial things that didn't turn out the way we thought they would, and so we're being stretched a little bit, and just all kinds of things not happening efficiently (laughs) the way we think they should. And I have been forever saying, God, please change this, please change this, please change this. I've cried. Changes, 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 changes. And God gives me this message. Because he said, listen, it's all about changing your mindset and don't wait for the situation to change. Because we're going to go through things. But if we go with God, then guess what? It takes our ability to see things that aren't as though they are. Remember, we were talking about that, right? And so we're seeing things differently. We need to be focused on things differently. We need to stop being such babies about everything. And I'm saying that because I'm a big baby. You can ask Becky. I want him to wipe all the time. Well, I'm trying not to do that, okay? But I do have tendencies to do that. And so there's three things I'm going to look at, okay? I want to look at First of all, change what you think, okay? Because there are points in the Bible where we can see that God is really talking about a change. He wants us to change. And so I found a couple of scriptures that really talk about this change. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And we know the scripture, okay? I'm going to put it up here because it's the version I like it in, New Living Translation. 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by life. Changing the way you think. Then you're going to learn, look, to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because guess what? I'm not bound by my situation. I'm changing the way I think. Did I change the situation? I'm still going through it. But I changed my outlook. I began to see things differently, right? Yes. Because of what I think, I'm renewing my mind and stop putting that junk, stop feeding myself that junk. There's too much out there. Stop putting junk in because junk is what you will get out. Secondly, you've got to change what you see. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18 says, That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, and they are, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small, they're not going to last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now, rather we fix our Shame 
Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Thinking of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary of him. After all, you've not given your lives and you're struggling against sin. Why did Jesus do that? Did Jesus do that because he wanted to suffer? In fact, if you read the word, it says, if there's any way I can get out of this, God, please do it. I don't want to have to go through this. But because I have seen the situation that is going on, and I see a greater path there for them, I will endure the suffering. I will endure the cross for them. Even though they spit at me, they don't like me, they curse my name, I'm dying for them. Because I know what's on the other side. God, God knew what he was thinking. He knew what he was seeing. And he was expected. In fact, Christ died that not one would have to die. He didn't want anybody to be separated from God. And so he made it possible that we could all be together with him. This is powerful. This is powerful. This, like I said, this is just like... And he makes me walk through it. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because if it works for me, I know it can work for you. And I am not shy about saying that I got issues. But guess what? The God inside of me has prompted me to see things differently. Here lately, I have been... There have been times when I've been allowed... I've allowed depression to take me over. I'm sick and tired of that anymore. So I've been learning to focus differently. I've been starting my days differently. I've been motivating myself in the right direction. You know, I've had situations where things don't go right. Guess what? I don't care. We got to a point where we had enough, we didn't have enough money to pay for bills, okay? And God was like, I want you to give. I was like, what? Give me some more so we can pay for the bills, then we'll give. Uh-uh. Give. Don't have, I will not hold to my past but embrace my future. Come on. 
My eyes will look to you, not so-called friends and social critics. I won't allow obstacles to keep my view from you. I'm about to be changed from the inside out by changing the way I think. By changing my gaze to things unseen. By running my race and keeping my eyes on you. I will never be the same in your name, amen. Now, you're going to hear a little bit of similarity. The thing we say about this is my Bible, and that's God kind of brought it all together, and it worked out beautifully. So, if you believe and you want more from God than you have ever had before, I want you to declare this statement with everything that's inside of you and say that God, no matter what, this is going to be my plea. This is going to be my cry. This is going to be my war cry. And I'm going to be louder than any enemy that's coming against me. Any storm is coming my way. So here we go. Ready? Pop it up there. Here we go. So here we go. Say it with me. This is my opportunity. I will rise above whatever hardship you will see me through. Today, I will not look at my situation or the things I don't have. Changing my gaze to things unseen by 